this is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. Would you like to have more control in your life? You know, probably not many people seek help in order to find ways to have less control in their lives. We want it, and we know that the more control we have, the more protection we seem to have against the harmful effects of stress. In fact, that's such a well-established relationship, it's really not studied anymore. So you might not be able to control what's on a syllabus, or what your supervisor says to you, or what your friends think about you. But I'd like to share three ideas on enhancing the control that you do have. The first option is about being more emotionally flexible. So I'd like to demonstrate something. If you have an opportunity to stand up, please do so. But if that's difficult to do right now, you can come back to this exercise in the future. So with your feet parallel and about shoulder distance apart, just bend your knees slightly, maybe taking off about half an inch or an inch of your height. And now relax your shoulders and let your head and neck be free and balanced over your spine. And let your breathing be comfortable and regular. So this is, as I've learned it, mountain pose. It just looks like you're standing, but there's actually a lot going on. Next to corpse pose, mountain pose is my favorite yoga posture. A Steamboat Springs yoga teacher used an example of Buckingham Palace guards. They are strong, and they're stable, and they are focused. But by necessity, they're also relaxed. You'd have to be in order to stand in that position for as long as they do. So if you played sports in high school or beyond, you know your body needs to be in a flexible position in order to react quickly. Whether you're on a soccer field or a tennis court or you're at the free throw line, if your knees are locked, it's not a pretty sight. Okay, so imagine while you're standing in mountain pose that things you're facing, different challenges, uh, academic pressures, financial worries, challenging relationships. Imagine these are all coming at you in some form or another. But as they're coming at you, flexibly move the upper half of your body to avoid them. This is just a way to still feel grounded and stable, but also flexible at the same time. That's where your control is. Some of these issues might kind of glance off you and leave some anxiety or some sadness. But just recognize that it's manageable. Everything's going to run its course if you permit it to. And now, by contrast, I'd like you to lock your knees and clench your fists. Lift your shoulders up till it feels like they're almost touching your ears. Let your breathing be kind of shallow. You might even be holding it right now. So picture me in that position. You could come up to me, and with an index finger on one of my shoulders, you could knock me off my feet, because I have no control. Yet we often do this to ourselves when we feel like, this has to go perfectly. Everything needs to go exactly according to plan, when it needs to go, in order for me to get through this day, or get through this week, or in some cases, to get through this life. Well, this is a dangerous position, and it's not effective. So emotionally, the way to translate this little exercise is to imagine issues you're facing 
but see yourself as flexibly handling them. Letting yourself know you can deal with anything, because you can. Maybe not perfectly, but you can. Just doing this will paradoxically offer you more control. Option two. In uh, Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, he describes how he survived two concentration camps. So in spite of this book's influence and popularity, it's not without controversy. Uh, Much of it is about meaning we make in different circumstances. But there were two tiny mentions he made in his book that really stood with me years ago, and I'd like to share them. The guards were certainly not telling the prisoners where they were. It could have been Germany or Poland. But Frankel would pay attention to birds whenever he was outside. And he knew migratory patterns, and he would use that to try to figure out his location. So part of his identity was being a birder. And even though he was starving, he would typically save a little bit of bread every day and sneak it to another prisoner who seemed to be in worse shape than him kind of acting like he had more than enough. So another part of his identity was being an altruist. He realized that when everything was taken from prisoners, what still remained was their ability to make some kind of meaning of their circumstances. They still had freedom within their mind. And I would think that if he could do that under unimaginable horrific circumstances, What can we do today in our privileged and safe environments? So instead of acting like your classes are such a burden, you could just view them as a chance to learn or prepare you for the career that you're choosing. Or if you have a child you're helping support and your job feels really tedious or boring, you could look at it not just as a sentence, but like a chance to provide for your family. In other words, you can take control of your circumstances by viewing them however you want to. Option three involves giving away control. In fourth grade, I had the most challenging teacher, turns out, of my life. I knew it was the worst teacher I'd had up to fourth grade, but that was uh, only nine years of experience. But it turns out I'd never had anyone like her since. She did a lot of yelling. She did not like me, and it seems like she didn't like any of her students. This was before we understood dyslexia or other learning differences. And I know I had several classmates who would really struggle with reading. And what she would do is yell at them, and she would say, and I quote, R-E-A-D, read it. And if you don't, there's the door. And then she would often banish students to the hallway and to the principal's office for their struggles with reading, as if they were misbehaving. Anyway, after a certain amount of complaining to my mom, probably in September, I think she probably got tired of it, and she offered me a free pass, a day off. She said I could choose one day whenever I wanted during that school year and just not go to school. She'd hang out with me take me to my favorite restaurant, probably something elegant like McDonald's or Burger King, go to a park. In other words, I could party like only a fourth grader could imagine, which was pretty awesome at the time. I think I waited that year until May to cash in. 
I certainly never told any of my friends because I knew I'd get my mom in trouble. But having that control to remove myself from a toxic environment was power beyond most kids' imaginations. You know, one day itself wouldn't erase the stressors of that classroom for a year, but it was the freedom to know that I could leave whenever I wanted to that got me through it. In looking back at that year now, I'm starting to realize that I was also giving a gift to my mom, perhaps as much as she was giving a gift to me, because it stopped my complaining. That made her life easier. She may have just wanted me to get off her back, but it worked. It was a win-win. So an option for you is to give somebody else some control. Maybe it's a roommate whose day it is to do the dishes, and you notice they're piling up, and you just finished dinner. Instead of saying something passive-aggressive, you just might say, hey, are you going to do these now or after the movie? They might just say, yeah, I'll just do them now and get them over with. Really wise elementary school teachers and parents might say to a student, do you want to do your science experiment tonight or your math packet? Maybe the student didn't want to do either, but both options need to be done. Suddenly, let's say the science experiment sounds kind of fun because they're choosing to do it rather than being told, you've got to do this tonight. Something that could have been kind of interesting starts to feel like a burden when we lose control. So whether it's becoming a bit more flexible or changing your perspective or giving some control away, I hope you'll try one of these ways to decrease some of your stress. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.